that means. My name is Jordan Duncan, and I have not been banned from collision tapings yet. Uh, my co-host Andrew, though, showed up with his big friend uh, Ryan Nemeth, and uh, was escorted away. Andrew, what was it like being put on CM Punk's Super Kick Party block list? Uh, well, first of all, we both agreed that uh, SAG needs to uh, get get paid by Hollywood. So Correct. we were both on we were both on the picket line there. And then Hollywood he took his Hogan? sign. <laughs> he, we were both on the picket line, and then CM Punk decided to take his SAG sign and literally bash me over the head with it. <laughs> So there's mutiny among amongst the actors guild, the wrestlers guild. Yep. Um, I actually have a best friend who loves wrestling named Ryan, but it's not Ryan Nemeth. He is definitely not a mid carter in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely not a friend of mine. He's not even a mid carter, Jordan. I, Ryan Nemeth's more like bottom of the barrel curtain jerker. Like I understand, like we have these infamous people where they get into a mess with people like backstage, but like really, like you're gonna waste your oxygen on Ryan Nemeth, right? Dropping shit on Twitter on you, like right. I don't know. I don't. I kind of see it both ways. Like, who's gonna defend Ryan Nemeth backstage? Really? Okay. Right. Number one. Number two. Why CM Punk care? Why is your skin so thin? I actually have a press release here from Tony Khan addressing the Ryan Nemeth situation. He gave it to us for this episode. Uh, so Sean Ross Sapp, everyone else who's listening, uh, this is from Tony Khan himself. It is my deep, with my deepest sympathy and regret. I must admit, I did not know I still had Ryan Nemeth under contract. <laughs> <laughs> he must not have thought his wrestling was good enough, but he forgot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, it's funny some of these stories that pop up, and it's like, oh, he was still, he still works there, huh? Like, so know. the story about this one is that now Sap's getting some details too. There's another one involving Jungle Boy Jack Perry, um, who you had already predicted had kind of some comments about CM Punk in the past yep. on social media, and then he wanted to do some kind of a spot, and Punk said, "Eh, that's not that sounds risky," and Punk and they they said Perry disagreed with it. Well, Keller is starting to really, like, spill a lot of details. I don't know who leaked it, but all of a sudden there's, like, a one month's worth of details coming out about sort of the divide between Khalid and Dynamite. So let me ask you this, Jordan, because we're in a civil war. Yeah. Are you a collider or are you a kaboomer? Um, you know, I am a... I refuse to take sides. I'm a rampager. <laughs> You're a rampager. Well, it, you, it, listen, it's quick. You get in and out, and yep. you don't have to deal with the drama. And I sometimes <laughs> confuse it with the Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> But um, um, I'm still watching them all, man. I mean, we AEW has been flowing and going and doing its thing. They're yeah. leading into, oh, by the way, the most highly, the most attended wrestling event of all time. But, like, if. We've been away, but we can catch up and have everybody see what's going on with all things All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, if it is still All Elite Wrestling. Like, like Collision is, is it AEW or AXW? Yeah, right. I think it's funny. That's like, something Bob Black made up. Everything they do on Collision, people think is like a secret like dig at the, the Elite and stuff. Because Punk spray painted the X across the belt. You know, he is the real mm -hmm. world champion. But really, 
it's just because the E is right in the middle. Like if he if he spray painted it anywhere else, it would be asymmetrical, and that would just been a horrible <laughs> look, you know. So it would have been funny if yeah. he took out the W and put a C, and it's the Ace belt. Yeah. <laughs> Ace Steel belt. And then he would hand the belt to Ace Steel. And he just he carries it around <laughs> in his mouth at all times. I was watching a shoot interview. Um, that I, I don't know if this was unearthed or maybe it was like a local radio show back during the, because they had that dark side of the ring about Bash at the Beach 2000, which okay. I think was a non-story. It was when, it was when Jared laid down for Hogan because Russo didn't want to give the belt to Hogan. But he, uh, Hogan was doing an interview saying, well, I'm still the champion. And, you know, I know it's kind of a tried and true, like, uh, storyline that people, that every company has used where if they have the a champion. champion no, I'm the champion. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it creates a nice little duality of like, well, I'm the champion here, you're the champion here, unification match. Um, but I feel like I feel like with punks, it doesn't really sh- hold that much credence. Like with him holding that belt, I, I don't know. I know that they, he he doesn't even address the actual champion MJF really. <laughs> I think he, he did yeah, once. He alluded to him yeah, like, like Max, if That's... you want to come for it, something like that. But. Mm-hmm. It, so it's like it's funny too because he he defended the belt. Um, uh, his real uh, the only thing I like is that it's a it is clearly a callback to Ric Flair when he had the WCW title in the WWF. Oh yeah, Because correct. Bobby Heenan always called him the real world's champion. That's exactly the way CM Punk says it. So clearly it's an old school formula that he's sort of like subscribing to, um, which kind of sh- is. To be honest with you, Jordan, to make it bigger, that's sort of the formula of Collision in general. Yeah. And so if you ever watch an episode of Collision, it's just a wrestling show. Well, I think you know, that's uh, something that I think is really a credit to AEW is how different Collision and Dynamite feel. Like, they have captured a, quote, brand split better than I think WWE ever has because they present two very different styles of shows. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say Crash TV because a lot of people immediately link that with Russo, and I don't think that's necessarily a good stigma to have for a wrestling program. But Dynamite definitely has that. Like, I mean, we just had one. I always equated it to ECW Hardcore TV, I feel like. Yes, yeah. And Nitro didn't feel that way a lot either, especially when it went to three hours and they had to stretch it. But, like, Nitro wasn't that zippity-doo-dah, whereas, like, for – there are some episodes of Dynamite where it's, like, blinding of, like, what's going – especially – like right now leading into like these two big events they got coming up all in and all out and they're trying to like wedge in all these promos like Kenny Omega getting the crap beat out of him in an auditorium while JR just sits there and looks forlorn (laughs) like just right there in the middle of the show and then there's like another segment involving MJF and Adam Cole doing funny stuff and then another promo and it's like it's like it's like promo after promo after promo some people complain about that because they just want wrestling and AEW does great wrestling still, but I do feel like I do feel like Dynamite does get a little promorific. Um, Collision has promos too. Collision ha- opens a lot of their shows with promos. Mm-hmm. Yep, the kind of traditional ten-minute start. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I thought Ricky Starks' promo to start that last Collision was very good. Like he yeah. really uh, brought. Yeah, I think Ricky Starks might be the no, never mind. One of the shining spots so far in Collision. I would say mm-hmm. I was gonna say the, but it's Rock Hard Juice Robinson. I think is, is the Rock Hard Juice yeah. Robinson and Bullet Club Gold. Like, yeah. like just getting elevated just for the sake by the sake of like working hard. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, know? Andrew, how long has it been since we did a show? It's been almost a full month, right? July, um, July, t- uh, July twenty first was our drop date. I think we had 
recorded it maybe a few days earlier, so it's been about a month. Yeah, so, um, you know, we do apologize for missing some some scheduled dates and things like that. Life gets in the way. Yeah, this is where we have to recap one month's worth of shows, and we... Yeah, (laughs) one month's worth of dynamite? What what possibly could have happened there? Oh, 3,000 matches. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They had a Ring of Honor show. Yeah, right. Um, Sometime in the past month, and I'm going to say this now because I'm I'm feeling the tickle right now. Um, I recently... So you know how like an old-time wrestler will come back for a short little run, and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't think he was around anymore, and he doesn't quite mm-hmm. have it like he used to. Um, mm-hmm. COVID came back into my life, and uh, oh, no. I was like, oh, wow, okay. Doesn't have it quite like it used to. Uh, how's, did, the, how's the sequel? Uh, you know, um, annoying. Uh, I haven't even seen the first one yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I saw the first one over Christmas 2021. Um, but yeah, I got COVID again, and... Uh, I'm 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 good back to go back to work and everything like that but I'm fighting this weird cough where it's like ugh it takes everything in me to not cough every 10 seconds so I will well, say Well you should not have been inhaling Billy Gunn's boots like that that well, is very hazardous. Let me tell you what I was inhaling Andrew I got to see our good friend <laughs> Steve Willie live and in person uh, Woo! he and I attended Game For the Summerfest? Yeah we went to Game Changer Professional Wrestling together and um it was. I think that's where COVID lives now. Is at Harpo's in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember you called that first COVID. You got the Spider-Man COVID. Is this the Barbie COVID? <laughs> yeah, the Oppen- Oppenheimer COVID. COVID the Barbenheimer COVID. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I got a WWE story of myself. I went to I went to a SmackDown in um in New Orleans. It was two weeks leading up to SummerSlam. It was fine. Uh, Rey Mysterio got hurt, and they had to stop a match against Santos Escobar. But I thought the crowd was hot and it was kind of enjoyable. Uh, and then I watched SummerSlam and I and I, I, you know, Jordan. I know I sound like a broken record when we talk about the big tentpole shows of WWE where we're like, yeah. we feel like, man, they got momentum, things seem to be going their way, and then they just fucking drop the ball at the one yard line. And it just yeah. always feels like that with the freaking WWE, where like you really want to. You really think there's something there. You think that there's a tipping point where you might want to watch more of it. There's hope yet. And then you get to the big show, and they just fuck it up. And it's like they did it again with SummerSlam. That's all. I'm with you. Me and my son, we watched it, and we were kind of hyped to, like, I'm like, I have not watched it. Sat down, like, turned on a a WWE pay-per-view, like, right as it airs. Like, we were live, you know, and we were going to watch the whole show start to finish, and we did. And, man, that finish was just like... You know? Roman and Jey Uso. Yeah, yeah. And the match wasn't good. Yeah, no. I think Roman was... got hurt. Well, I, I feel like that's where I do differentiate. I think I think the internet pretty much loves everything about the bloodline. And I, I can acknowledge it's a hot story, and I understand what there is to like. I don't love the matches as much as other people do, because to me, it's a lot of angsty staring at each other in between moves, and there's a yes. lot of non-movement, and this one was that on steroids. Like... It felt like nothing was going on the entire time. Yes, uh, and um, you know the funny thing is the match that I liked the most was Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. The one thing yeah, I have fun. to say, it was kind of wild because I had no idea. What's kind of cool is when you, you didn't don't know watch... about the Judgment Day angle. Well, I, 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 I knew ish, but since I don't watch weekly, like except, you know when you watch long enough, you can kind of be like, well, this guy's gonna win, just because I'm a wrestling fan and I know where it's going. But I haven't been watching, mm-hmm. so it's like I bit. 
several times on that match. Well, know? that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. So, like, so there are people who don't watch WWE that much, and then they watch it and they're like, huh, look at all this interference. I mean, like, what could, what, it doesn't make any sense that they have all this Judgment Day people trying to help Finn Bill at Balloon. I'm like, have you watched the last four weeks of television? <laughs> the whole point is that they Finn Balor needs the Judgment Day to win the title. Right. Like, it made perfect sense. Like, I'll try to link this back to AEW. Roderick Strong. So, some people have been trying to make this point of like, well, man, Roderick Strong, he's such a hard worker, and he's he can still do good matches, and they're just, why are they putting him in this silly angle? I'm like, no, this is the perfect thing for Roderick Strong to be wearing a neck brace of being like a jilted ex. Like, this I, is, this is the like, way to get he on He hurt TV. his foot kicking a tire last night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, what, my point is sometimes you got to sports entertain your way into the time slots. Correct. Like, that's just the oh, way it is. Absolutely, yeah. And, and Finn Balor and the Judgment Day did it. They did it. And sometimes, Andrew, sports entertainment goes a step too far, and you have things like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre match. Uh, sorry to t- really turn the topic. If we thought that the Bloodline match was not great, uh, Andrew, you texted me before I watched it, and you said, I think we might have the worst match of all time in AEW history. Maybe. Now, worst show of all time, no. I still stand by this. I think there were some, because we did some live watches of some 2019 Dynamite shows. Yeah. There are some that are pretty bad. Yep. Um, there were some of those quarantine shows where they just didn't have enough, uh, because lockdown was coming and they didn't have enough people and they, they, they were taping them in Duluth, Georgia, which, by the way, they're going back there um, right before All In. It and um, it. <laughs> Will Osprey put that on Twitter, by the way. Oh, did he? he? Stole it. Yeah, he put oh. all in it. <laughs> what a punk, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> and, anyways, they taped some in Duluth back in the 2020. Those shows were brutally bad. Those shows were brutally bad. So, it was as a match, it's quite possible this was an absolute disaster, yeah. a total disaster. Well, I mean. If you go on Twitter, there's just so many trolls on both sides. WWE trolls, AEW trolls, and the AEW, the pro AEW trolls that like dog WWE. They'll point to things like the zombies that ate the Miz and mm-hmm. the, the the Mountain Dew match with uh, Ray Wyatt and, and McGruber showing up on Raw. Like, <laughs> I think this is just as bad as any of that. Like it's it's, it's pretty it, bad. It's at those levels. It was really stupid. So I thought that was real blood. I think they poured barbecue sauce on him. <laughs> Something. Or maybe a bucket of blood. JR's, like, I, like, JR's barbecue sauce. Does he still sell <laughs> barbecue sauce? Well, I mean, listen, they got a big star to do that show. It was Jessica Beale. Oh wait, that was Karen Jarrett. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just wondered, did you are you aware that there was a wrestler in Japan back in maybe the early nineties? No, I didn't. I did not yeah. know that. And I, I'm going to Google it while I'm – I think that it was former WWE star Corporal Kirshner. Remember him? Mm-hmm. I, think I do. Corporal Kirshner. You think Corporal Kirshner was there at Dynamite doing Leatherface? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was the Japan Leatherface. Yeah. Who, wait, by the way, uh, who, did my, who did Iron Sheik play in that stable, the Iraqi stable? Uh, General Adnan? Rip, or Colonel man, Mustafa. Rip, Rip Iron Sheet. He will be missed on Twitter. Oh, by the way, <laughs> Rip Corporal Kirshner. I didn't know that. What? He died two years ago. Oh, man. Saddam's losing allies. What's, yeah. How many does he have left to go? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Golly>. <laughs> 
you're going to tell me Saddam Hussein is dead next? Here's um, <laughs> here's Corporal Kirshner's uh, ring names. Wow. Okay. Corporal Kirshner was first known as X, then Colonel Kirshner, then Corporal. Okay. So is that like a promotion? Like Not a promotion. What's the word in the military ranks? For uh, well, Sergeant. I think sergeant. I think general is the top. But one. I mean, like, is colonel to corporal is that a? I think upgrade? that's a demotion. I think that's a demotion. So corporal is to below corporal. colonel. Okay. Yes. Well, then things took a really weird turn because then he was wrestling as Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> then he wrestled as Leatherface. Then a guy named mm-hmm. R.T. Reynolds, which I thought that was the guy who made wrestle crap. <laughs> <laughs> then he was super leather. Then Don't worry, R.T. Reynolds was watching this show. Right. Then he was super leather, then super leather face. So I was right. Corporal Kirshner did wrestle as Leatherface. So was this the Frontiers uh, promotion he was on, doing death matches and stuff? I think it was, was like FMW. I think it was like FMW. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. I had legit like when Steve Willie said that to me in a, to us in a chat. I did not know that at all. Yeah. That there was a Leatherface wrestler. Uh, I think that was Chucky e. T. I think that was Chuck Taylor. <laughs> I mean, I've seen his face the, lately. I knew it was a wrestler because he's just doing it. Like, oh, I thought he just he's just making fun because Chuck Taylor's And then he just so does a kangaroo now. kick out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, oh, just, oh, that's a wrestler. Yeah, he just straight booted a dude right in the chest. Yeah. Correct. And I was like, okay, that's a wrestler. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Really, really bad. Really bad. I thought the whole episode of Dynamite that um that took place. Um, oh God, where were they even at? Jeez, I'm losing my mind today. Were they? Um, I, were they it, in it, Texas? I just, I, I'll figure it out. But um, they, I just didn't think it was a great show. I didn't think it was. Well, a great it show. felt really disjointed. You know, it was um, in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville. It was Fight for the Fallen. Yes. Which you know, some people are now defending the Texas stuff because apparently. They were paid like $100,000 because they were coming out with a, a video game of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And so AEW got paid a, a, a ransom to, to do all this, and then they donated all the money for Fight for the Fallen. So it's like, cool. You know, it's but cool. what about the $5 that Shazam! Fury of the Gods made this year? Did they donate that money <laughs> right. at Warner Brothers? Right. It's like, it's cool that they took the money that they pocketed and did something good with it. But, like, we still had to watch it, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, um, like uh, the, does the end justify the means? Right, no. exactly. <laughs> I, did, I, I refuse to take the means. Right, now, <laughs> now I've fallen, and someone needs to fight for no, me. We, I mean, I feel bad for some of the other people who were in there, because it, it was very promo-heavy. Like, Britt Baker had a match with the Bunny, who came back from a long injury absence. Um, the Young Bucks had a decent match in the main event against the Ones, but that was just a heater to get to a segment where the Young Bucks and um and F- fine ish yeah right so key because it's gonna be FTR and the Young Bucks uh for the third time at all in it yep and the the um Darby Allen Nick Wayne against the Gates of Agony where yeah, Joker fine. things showed up Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta Orange Cassidy is now very clearly in the Brandon Thurston segment of the opening the opening segment of Dynamite so we can pop a rating for the 18 to 49 yeah. every time Orange Cassie has a match it's the first match up yep and you know i i was thinking i wonder if dynamite last night would have been better if you rearranged some of that stuff cuz i think if I, did you watch any like the like the promo video for Wheeler Universe Orange Cassidy no. There was a nice little really. video package about how Yuta was a former best friend and stuff. And it left me <laughs> yeah. thinking, like, hmm, this guy could possibly be the guy to beat Orange Cassidy. I think if that match would have main-evented Dynamite, um, I think maybe 
the show doesn't come off as stinky. It, it had a, it had a couple of neat little uh, near falls there, um, yeah. but then it was just then it turned out into a schmoz where Eddie Kingston comes back and they just very randomly announce a stadium stampede match. Yeah, which, and that's just dynamite in a nutshell, just like, like barrels on through to something else, and you're like, wait, where are we going? Right. You which, know. Let, let's wildly speculate because we love doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. Stadium Stampede is Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, the Lucha Brothers, and the best friends, so Chuck and Trent. So that's six six guys, and they've challenged the Blackpool Combat Club, which right now is just uh, Claudio, Moxley, and Yuta. So they need three partners. Mm-hmm. Any, so any guesses? A trio. Yeah. Uh, House of Black. You think? Okay. Yes. House of Black come in. Um, I, I will say House of Black have been pretty entertaining. They've had they've had trios matches. Mm-hmm. They retired Billy Gunn. Uh, yeah. I, I I quietly thank you for that. <laughs> and, well, and um, and uh, that's Matthews, still going though. <laughs> and it's been a long time since we last talked, but Buddy Matthews had a couple of good matches, including one with Andrade in a ladder match that was really good. Um, and and then they had a uh, trios match where. House of Black defended against uh, CMFTR. Some people thought it was a little too long and the finish was bad, but I thought it was a really good match on Collision. That's usually how Collision goes. The last match involves some form of House of Black, CM Punk, or FTR, and it usually goes about 20 to 25 minutes, and it's usually really good. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I mean, it's formulaic, but so far the formula is working still. Whereas Dynamite's formula is, let's just throw shit all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but I I do think like if you take last night's dynamite and say last night we're taping on a Thursday which means no dark dynamite for once Andrew no we have a dark rampage though oh jeez uh, okay I think Serpentico wins <laughs> <laughs> he know. took his mask off oh yeah I saw that uh, yeah okay I think Drillistico uh-huh. Drillistico wins then. <laughs> so the the story is for those who want to actually be like, oh, do does do Jordan and Andrew know the details? Well, watch this. Ray Phoenix and Commander supposedly had a really good match on that rampage, so that one might be worth watching out. And Collision, they actually announced two already: Darby Allen, Christian Cage, Willow Nightingale, and Diamante. But that's it. Yeah, I uh, <sighs> Rampage is an interesting show because it's never going to get numbers and it's also never going to get attention. It but, is the forgotten show. But whenever yes. I watch it, I don't regret watching it. Mm-hmm. There was a stretch where it was just an outright bad show, but now that Collision's here, it's sort of become like, uh, let's get a couple guys. They even pulled out your favorite Jabroni tag team, that '80s throwback team, the Outrunners. They lost yeah. to Aussie Open. Yeah, like I, I think that Rampage is like a settled into like, like remember when Velocity had really good matches for a while way back in the day? Yeah, because it was online. Right, I, I think and that's nobody kinda, watched it. That's I think what Rampage is like. Nobody watches it, so whoever's booking Rampage, I think they're doing a good job in the sense of if you tune in, it's an easy hour, um, but there's no reason to tune in either. No, you know and I mean? there, like, there's a couple that we've talked about before. I remember we talked about one where I think Takeshita wrestled. Um, um, gosh, who was it? it? Was one of the Luchadors, um, Bandito, yeah. and it was a great match. Yeah, so awesome. sometimes they'll pull out a four star. Yeah. Usually the really great ones are on the two main t- television programs, Collision and Dynamite. Dynamite still pulls out some great ones. Like they had their, they they had that two hundredth episode a couple of weeks ago. That was an excellent show. That yeah. was the one that had Beretta, Moxley, and Penta in a three way where Beretta bled all over the place and won. Omega, yep. Omega and the Bucks versus Team Jarrett, which was hilarious. Yep. Um, uh, Hikaru Shida winning the women's title off of Tony Storm. Like, just really good matches. So, like, they can still pull out 
good stuff. What I notice with Tony Khan now, I don't know if it's a trend, when there's a lot that he has to plan for, Dynamite in particular get, becomes discombobulated from a format standpoint. It feels like things are just running into each other. Yeah. Sorry, I'm hacking into the microphone. Again. Yeah, like the phlegm in your throat all running yeah, into exactly, each other. <laughs> exactly. I was, I'm trying, I'm using a different headset. I'm trying to find like the mute. There's like a mute mm-hmm. switch and I can't find it. Let me ask you this. You, you talked about the hidden treasures on Rampage. Mm-hmm. That taped one at da- uh, Daly's Place where the Blackpool Combat Club best friends beat the piss out of each other in the parking lot. Would you count that as a Rampage match? Uh, Sure. Okay. It was on because Rampage, it didn't right? on their time slot, but it was actually in Daly's Place and they filmed it like the day before, the day yeah. after. Yeah, I think like it that. counts. So yeah, it still wasn't as good as the original parking lot brawl. That was funner. There is a brutal spot where at the end, where Moxley gave a stomp to Bretta on the windshield. I I winced. I was yeah. like, that is brutal. Yeah, and, it's wild. And, um, oh gosh, where do we want to go with this now? Let's. See. <laughs> I'm just scrolling. I mean, like you I know, know, we got there's a few things that are going on. Like yeah. I I kind of like. Here's the, let me ask you this with the the elite they they resigned mm-hmm. they're Correct. they're staying yep. they are uh, all of them uh, I do think it's hilarious that they did majority vote like three individual wrestlers decided you know what uh, if these two people want to stay or go I'll go where they go and I was just like really yeah right <laughs> I'm like I'm if I'm Kenny Omega I'm like piss on that I you know, know? well that's what's funny like do you think the brothers are gonna vote separately Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> like they're brothers. You're correct. <laughs> you know, like, it's like it's like you really played yourself here. <laughs> but <laughs> but he, they, they resigned. So did Hangman Page. They're in the fold. Yep. And then comes out all this dirt sheet stuff about oh Hangman wasn't allowed at the collision. He's a uh, peg warmer. And you, he's a peg warmer, meaning yeah. he, his toys never sell. Yeah. Like and and um. You know there is there is definitely tension. Some people quote unquote call it a ticking time bomb. I don't. I mean. If it was a ticking time bomb, then the only thing that's blowing up is money. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Those programs are not getting dropped anytime soon. Well, I think they're starting to hit a point where if it is a work at this point, not to say that the whole thing has been a work for a year at this point, but like like the punk promo, like that just seems so ill-advised that it had to be. That post-show that post promo yeah. that they air on television. Like that it yeah, had that, to be. It was petty. Yeah. Well, my thing is, I think it had to be like, hint, hint. Here's where we're going. Like, mm-hmm. but I think that fans are so done with all this that if they're actually slow building like a work shoot, they need to get to it quick because people are gonna like tap out on it. I think. Mm-hmm. I think people are just getting exhausted with the reports of who said what to who backstage, and it's like it's just dumb at this point, you know. Uh, and I think they, I think they're trying to feed into that. I wonder now if all that information getting leaked to Keller and Sean Ross App and so, and yeah. Melter, like I wonder if that's on purpose, where they're like, okay, let's start giving them the deeds so that we can create rampant speculation, so that we can pepper up this um, animosity between the elite and CM Punk's crew, so that when we actually do get to this point of actually wanting to tell the story and feelings aren't as hurt anymore, and we can actually let bygones be bygones, we can put on the we can put on a face that oh yeah they hate each other still and we can actually work and have you know i think there's i think the money's there i know you've said that many oh, times too. on yeah. this show i think a i think an elite versus cm 
thing is there's money there. There's right. something you can do something with it. It would be complicated, but um, because I don't know, it, it it would mess up the direction of the two shows. Um, because it does feel like Collision does have different people. Sure. Um, sure. Like it, uh, different people running it is what I mean. Like it definitely, I definitely when well, I it's watch not Christopher it, Christopher Daniels apparently. Yeah, he supposedly got thrown out, and then I think what happened was. CM Punk told him in his bad eye, and he didn't see him. So then someone else had to tell him to leave. But <laughs> that's mean. Let me. Can I give you my one very small um, uh, reason why I think Chris Daniels shouldn't have been thrown out? If he's booking Ring of Honor and they're taping it during Collision, yeah. he should be allowed to stay there and help produce the Ring of Honor stuff. Right. Like that's the only part I kind of had a gripe with about that story. Yeah, I. You know. I mean, it's just all so like. I've I've started muting like accounts on Twitter and stuff because it's like I just you know what I'm, why don't we just do what we did with Jay White that time he missed his flight where we can just have a cardboard cutout of yeah, the Young perfect. Bucks and the exactly. King Omega exactly like <laughs> they're in the arena or, but it could be a glass cutout and, and Jack Perry can give give him spears every week. <laughs> But, you know, here's the thing, like, you get your special guest stars, MJF and Adam Cole showed up and had a freaking awesome match with FTR. Oh, yeah. Um, to the point that you can actually, if you look really closely at one of those shots, the photos, you can see CM Punk peeking behind the curtain watching it. Because <laughs> he's sitting there looking at it like, oh, this is cinema. <laughs> like, William Regal and, uh... Talking about MJF, Adam Cole friendship, like, oh, we got money here. Yeah. Like, this... Well, you're not going to break this up tonight, I'm you know. Kind of. I'm actually really interested in that story. Like, I don't, I, I don't know how it ends. I mean, I, I suspect that Adam Cole turns on him. I think. Also, the other, yeah. Is that what you said? You think? Say, I think. I think MJF turns. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Like, I I think you could go either way with it. I think MJF could stay the villain. I think Adam Cole could, you know, be the villain. I, it's it's definitely interesting. Yeah, let me say <laughs> I'm just laughing thinking about some of the shots that they took at each other and other people like um, <laughs> freaking MJF. He decided to just start going into a promo battle against Adam Cole and he said, you're so white and pale that if you were in the 80s, Hogan would have snorted you. <laughs> I just started busting out laughing. There's a couple. The one that really got me was when they both went to Altitude. That was a really, really funny all-time AEW the, uh, the trampoline park. Correct. Yeah, that, yeah, was that was fantastic. Good. When he's just throwing the ball at the kids, saying, "Your mom, you're adopted." I banged your mom yesterday. It reminded me of. Uh, did you ever see when Peyton Manning hosted Saturday Night Live? And yes, like he's just whipping footballs at kids and stuff. <laughs> I mean, they've had a couple other ones. Like there was a one where they were preparing for Aussie Open by eating at Outback Steakhouse yeah. <laughs> and doing kangaroo kicks. Yeah, like they got. Go Here's the funny part too. They got the double clothesline over to the point that like oh, yeah. they were exploding for the double clothes. Like they, they grab their hands and the crowd goes nuts. Like when they yes. when they won that Eliminator Tag Tournament, it was insane. Do you think they should win it, the ROH titles? I mean, why not? Like, <laughs> I mean, that would mess with the continuity of Ring of Honor. George. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> but I, I do think I saw some criticism that that Tony Khan booked the main event of All In to team with each other in the pre-show. That would be like having Cody and Roman tag together. I think that's a stretch. I yeah, it's because actually... it's not it's not within the context of the story. Well, but what I think is smart about it is, I think now you've got a reason for people to get there on time. I think I think they want the show to start and they want the crowd to be full. You know, yes. they don't want an, uh, 
65% crowd as the show starts. Like the like the way that uh like the way that uh <laughs> WWF in nineteen ninety two did it where they had Legion of Do come out in motorcycles with a dummy named Rocco. Right, exactly. So like I really That was gonna think, get butts in the seats. I really do <laughs> think that that's done because they want people there. Yeah. As the show starts, and it'll be daylight. It'll be a really, really spectacular look. Correct. It's going to be daylight outside, probably in London at that point. If I had to guess, I would have to think that the start time is going to be around noon like in the U.S. Time. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I, eleven a.m. to like, noon. I thought I saw like one or two p.m. Okay, but I don't. Know. So it's going to be. So it's going to be unique. Um, the rent is the pay per view rent is getting high though. And to the yeah, point that, you know, you, me, and Steve Willie have to figure out payment plans. I didn't yeah. know I had to go to Quicken Loans to watch wrestling anymore. Yeah. I mean, I really think that's the biggest whiff in all this is that we, we've talked about this on our show. People have talked about this as fans, like, all in and all out being, what, a week apart? Two weeks apart? One week, One right? week apart. Like, Sunday and Sunday. Like, yes. everyone just expected a bundle, and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know about you. I'm not dropping full price for both of them um, no no I, I th- it's going to be a tough decision yeah for a lot of like aw lifers and, or people and right just now, like, watch it traditionally. right now i think it's an easy decision because all out doesn't even have a match <laughs> and all in has a full card so mm-hmm. you know and, like yeah that's the thing all in they, they i mean pun intended they're all in on all in sure. you know and i you know the fact that they have such a huge attendance that there's been discourse about that about whether or not they've done it uh, they've done it justice, um, and I think some of that is valid in terms of like oh yeah it's just nothing but tags it's just a slap it's just a slap happy car that they that they're throwing together. Here's the thing, Forbidden Door two the one that just took place in um, in Toronto it was kind of the same way. There were a couple the only match that everyone knew was going to happen well in advance was Danielson and, and Okada. The rest of it was kind of like, they just kind of put it together within a couple of weeks. And the and the, the card was spectacular. Yeah, I, th- so, I think that's a fairly disingenuous complaint I, that I, people have. Like, I just have trust in Tony as a pay-per-view guy. I right. feel like that is his like go-to of like, even though WWE might be beating him in the ratings all the time and that they're, sell- they're moving more merch and people are getting behind their baby faces and all that stuff. Tony always has that trump card of I can book a pay-per-view fucking right. start to finish and make the crowd go home happy. Well, and that's like where I, where I think that the, that complaint about the all-in card is kind of comes from a place of intentionally being misleading because now like can you, you said, do it twice in two weeks? That's tough. Right. I don't know. But, if Tony, can but do like that. you said, I mean, it's similar to a lot of AEW. This is an AEW pay-per-view card. This is how they book their pay-per-views, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that people are expected it to be like a WrestleMania card and they just they don't book the same way like no it, it's foolish to suggest that all wrestling companies should book the same way you would have to be able to blow off a few that that's that's culminated for a long time like when Hangman and and Kenny Omega finally wrestled yeah. I don't Something know that like anything's that. blowing off at all in honestly like I, 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 I mean the MJF Adam Cole one might yeah you yeah, go ahead even, with that I don't even know if that will blow uh, blow off so much as that will trigger the turn and then They'll keep going from there. I think it might blow off the buddy part of it, mm-hmm. but then it, then it turns to the blood feud. That's my guess. I don't know. Yeah, like uh, I can see Aussie Open winning it, and then it makes Aussie Open look better by winning because they're a team versus MJF and Adam Cole who just don't take anything seriously. Um, uh, even though, like, even though as a team, you can you know they are a threat because they're so good. You know, Correct. like yeah. they're the top they, two they, singles guys. 
Okay, they've had wise. wins. They have had wins like before or leading up to this point. It's just that when you play, when you wrestle that top tier team like FTR, it's almost like it's almost sports playoffs. Like once you get to that other level of team, it's like, oh yeah, you got no shot. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that's smart wrestling booking. Like the best mm-hmm. team should always beat two really good individuals. Yes, I agree. You know. You know. You, you know get like. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, you want to go over the all-in card and kind of speculate a little? Yeah, we can. I mean, all out, we can't speculate much at all because we only got one freaking match, and it's Luchasaurus versus Darby Allin, which they are hyping on Collision. Um, I did see Darby Allin try to get a slam on Luchasaurus. He said, you know, you've been around for three billion years or something, and Luchasaurus screams, MILLION! (laughs) (laughs) That got me really good. We could do some real wild speculating with some characters in that feud in in a couple minutes, but I'll, I'll, I'll put that in my back pocket for now. Uh, okay, so let's talk. I mean, we're talking MJF Adam Cole. Uh, that's the headliner for All In. Do you think that's a sufficient headlining match? Yes, I thought their match at Dynamite that went to the draw was excellent. If it can yeah. be on that level and they can mix some of that, eh, we're buddy buddy, but then it gets serious, like about at about the five minute or ten minute mark, and it gets really dramatic. I think you can have some really nice, strong, hot bit like near falls in it, and you can have a, and you can also probably have some convincing moments where you think Adam Cole might actually win. Correct. You know, especially because, we, remember, we saw this last year, um, even though there wasn't an all-in in 2022 with Punk and Moxley, where they hot-shotted it. Yep. Um, I don't know if they're going to hot-shot an MJF title reign that's lasted over nine or ten months just to have him win it back and put in that a week, flip yeah. on it. Yeah, that would be but foolish, you, I think. You know, they've told the story well to the point that, you know, maybe Adam Cole's going to pull the trigger, see the opening, and take the belt. Well, I think I said this on our last episode, but I a twist that I could see coming is Adam Cole wins, and then it's revealed, because if you go back up a couple weeks when they were still buddies, like but not the best pals, MJF said, oh, you know what, I'm going to give you a match. Sign the contract. And I could see I could see all in having Adam Cole win, and then MJF reveals it wasn't a title match. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, like, just kind of like a. Total and then, and then they decide at all out. Run it okay, back one time in a week. We're gonna yeah. really do this. Yeah. Um. I mean, I can speculate on one more all out thing, but we will have way better idea of it when we do our next show, sure. forty nine. Uh, that I think Punk's gonna wrestle Starks again. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds. About I don't think Punk's gonna wrestle MJ. I don't. If they do that, I think that's a stupid idea. They have not even touched on that yet. I think that's foolish. They haven't even been way in the same early. ring. Way too early. Right. Yeah. So I, I think there's still more to come with... I just feel bad for that show in Chicago because they just haven't done... They haven't built any... Like It's all all in and that's fine. You got 80,000 people that are going to be there. It's going to be completely insane. I just wish they had something in their back pocket. I, I think I think as we're getting closer to the two events, we're seeing that he just got a little overzealous in his plans to try and do two mm-hmm. mega shows in the span of a week. and it I think the Danielson work. injury messed up some stuff, too. Correct. Yeah, Danielson, I, even Pac, like, he came back and immediately got hurt. Like, maybe there were some plans for him. He took a major bump, man. I was watching that ring. I finally saw the Ring of Honor show by Nefarious Means, <laughs> and uh, um, Claudio gives him, like, a press slam. He fucking just throws him, like, like sky high into a table on the outside. <sighs> I was like, damn. Yeah. And I think Pac got hurt, legit. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be there at all out. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be the main event, is Cole versus MJF. Um, I think if 
that feud wasn't as hot as it was, I think you could really have FTR versus the Bucks be the main event. Um, I think I think I think FTR is winning that one. I think so too. Um, I think they I think should. The top guys are going over there. I think they should. Um, I think that if they do have some plans for the Elite versus Punk and his crew, that FTR should win this match. Um, mm. But I think it's going to be great. Like, when we talked a month or two ago when they won the belts off the guns, and this, you know what, we're we're all prisoners of the moment. We kind of watched that match and said, oh, they look kind of rusty. Talking about uh, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, they're not fucking rusty anymore. Yeah, no, they've had, they've <laughs> I've watched about four or five combinations of matches with them, six or two on two, where they are banger matches. I mean, that, like, absolutely awesome Two matches. out of three falls match on Collision is probably the, the one with Bullet Club Gold. Oh, yes. yeah. I mean, that's probably the TV match of the year, if not. The one before that was fantastic. The mm-hmm. one against Big Bill and Brian Cage was good. The one against MJF and Cole was... Dude, that is... Mwah, that's pro wrestling at its finest right yeah. there. A lot of good you know, stuff. Those are masters at work right there. Um, But yeah, I'm with you. I think that FTR wins this. Um, I don't think that the Bucks need it. Not that FTR needs the belts, but uh, I think the Bucks are still more of a group, like with Kenny and with Hangman, whereas FTR are a tag team, so I think it makes most sense for them to win. Uh, yes. Punk versus It'll be a Samo- great match, though. Correct. I, I agree. Not even, no question there. Uh, Punk versus Samoa Joe. Um, this one's interesting. I think this one could be like a show stealer um, if they give him the right amount of time. Joe's got a little more angst in Correct. the promos. I don't know right. if that necessarily means he's going to look better in the ring, um, they wrestled again. They wrestled for the first time in a really long time uh, in that Owen tournament. I thought the match was good, but nothing more. Yeah, um, I th- we'll see. We'll see what happens now. I think if they just go to the formula of Punk Lesnar from SummerSlam 14, 13, 13. that was thirteen. That was an incredible match with Punk just fighting the much bigger and stronger Outsmarting foe. Him. Yep, yeah, yep. And I, I think that's the formula you want to look for. Um, yes. that could be a really good match. Uh, Punk probably wins, though, huh? Yeah, I. Th- I mean, I mean, he's the quote I mean, real world champion. What do you, what do you champion. think about the? What do you think about that? Like, like, do you think they should? It's to the point where they have like the digital, like you know how they have the digital graphic. They have a digital graphic of the AEW spray painted paint. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's that's like, weird. I, like, like if, that's the, that's stuff that bothers me. Like, I remember in WCW, they never did that. They never like here's a digital graphic of the NWO <laughs> right, littered exactly. championship belt. It, it's like they're just embracing the punkness. Like, right. but that's what you know. It, it, I understand that because Punk is is sort of a babyface on most nights. There are nights he gets booed, sure. Um, but given that depending on the town, but most times he's usually over as a babyface, and his character is a babyface. So when he comes out with the belt, I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily legitimate compared to MJS, but I just don't understand this idea. Oh, is there something at stake when Punk puts that belt on the line? I don't really feel that way. No, I don't either. Um... And having said that, since we know that that's something they're going to go to, I think that they're going to have to have Punk look strong and make Punk look strong. <laughs> you know, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, we got a multi-man match. Some people have complained about this, but I think this match is going to crush. Uh, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and Hangman Page taking on Juice, uh, Jay White, Bullet Club Gold, and Kenoshka. I have Kesha. to stop you there. We have to talk about the sit-down interview with JR where... 
there you, first of all, if I'm doing a sit-down private interview, I'm not doing it in the middle of a fucking empty auditorium. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not private to me. <laughs> I feel like I'm being interrogated. Don Callis shows up, they get he gets jumped by Bullet Club Gold, and they just start, like, randomly beating him in, like, jackass-esque segments where they're just, like, brutalizing him in different ways, and JR is just off to the side and cutaways going, <laughs> like, oh, this, fellas. <laughs> so bad yeah. and it's not jr's fault i just thought i think someone in production watched that and said you know what let's make this kind of funny yeah yeah um <laughs> i i don't have a problem with this being a trios match this is one that people no not at all about i think it's it's a trios match that's going to lead to kenny versus Takeshita as singles at all out is my guess probably so and that would be a fantastic match you oh, know yeah. that we talked about and justifies the means from from booking standpoint if this leads to kenny and Takeshita. Facing off, great. Yeah, like I, I do I, I, think they'll tear down. Yeah, I do think some of the steam, or some of the air has been let out of the balloon with the Takeshita heel turn. Like he was really hot for a minute. Like when he first turned heel and was cutting the promos in Japanese. Because he feels like a crony. Yeah, like now he just feels like a stooge, and that's a bummer, you know. Um, I mean, I, we didn't. I don't know if we talked about blood and guts that much, but it was like it was more gutsy than bloody. Yeah. You know, it, it was, was more. Fun. It was basically a story of friendship, beat. Uh. Associates, uh, like, you know, angst. like, yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. I like, will say Moxley in that match was phenomenal. Oh, like, correct, yeah. I, I don't know where, like, I know this sounds cliche, but, like, I don't know where he gets the energy from. Like, he is still out there doing crazy freaking matches. He's in Japan still doing a match here and there. He's doing singles matches, like, with, or, uh, with people, like... I thought I thought this dude was going fishing in Cincinnati. I guess he's yeah, not, right? I mean, remember when he dropped the belt to Punk, and people were like, "Oh, he needed a vacation." I don't think he's missed a week since. <laughs> like, gosh, <laughs> unbelievable! Like, I don't know if he's a wrestler of the year, but I just thought in particular that Blood and Guts match, his energy was high. Correct. Like, he kept it going, Correct. even like the way he watched Yuta get choked out. Like, kind of like, ah, crap, we're losing. You know, like, yeah. like he sells everything so well with his body language, but... Yeah, and I, by the way, uh, the rumor is that Jack Perry wanted to use glass and CM Punk said no. I dare that motherfucker to say that to John Moxley. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> just glass? You don't want to light it on fire first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this should be a fun little match. Yeah, I think it, I think it could be a really good Talk about Kenny, the, the golden lead versus... Uh, yep. Club Golden Takeshita. Yep, 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 with Hangman, and uh, I, I don't really know enough if there's some Hangman, Jay White nonsense, like, in the Bullet Club I don't history. think they, I, I don't, don't know if they've touched in the, in the AEW things. Well, and I don't even know if New Japan, like, I don't know if they overlapped. I don't, I don't think they did. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, a great question. But then a singles match that I think a lot of people were scratching their heads when it was kind of leaked. Uh, made official last night. Chris Jericho taking on Will Ospreay. Um, mm. I I liked the segment last night where Jericho... So two weeks ago... I thought Jericho brought it. Yeah, two weeks ago, the Jericho Appreciation Society walked out on him one by one, except Sam. He's like, maybe I'm out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jericho goes to Callus and accepts his offer. But Callus has this giant something covered by a tarp. And Jericho's like, what's under the tarp? And Don Callis... And he opens oh, no, it no. as Kathy Griffin holding Donald Trump's head. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Yeah. It's Don Callis holding Jericho's head. Yeah, so it's revealed that Don Callis thought Jericho was going to reject his offer. Uh, so Jericho kind of like... 
It almost baby faces him by making him look like a like an idiot. You just made me laugh. Now I'm thinking of like if I had a job interview, I would. I mean, if I get the job, I'm like, well, I didn't think I'd get the job, so here's a picture of me telling you to suck it. <laughs> well, I didn't think I'd get this, so please don't look at this tape that I brought. It's your decapitated head. <laughs> Logic was stupid. Yeah, but it got to the point to where it had to get to where Jericho thinks Callus is a slime ball. He gets a little, he starts to get a little sinister on him, but he's got the crowd on his side because everyone hates Don Callis. And yeah. oh wow, right from behind, here comes uh, here comes Will Ospreay, and yeah. they brain his ass with a chair. Yeah. I thought they banned this, Jordan. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, just for Jack Perry. <laughs> <laughs> what if it comes out that all those rules were just for Jack Perry and nobody else? <laughs> Jack Perry like a misfit. He's always trying to do these crazy... Jack, you can't spit on people. You can't take chair shots. Anybody else, go ahead. <laughs> but, um, but nice little blade job. When um they did the backstage promo with uh, Renee Pickett when he was with the trainer, I think he purposely didn't let... He didn't take the bluff of his forehead. Yeah. It was dry. Yeah. And he cut a really good, intense promo. It's like, I'm going to make you bleed. I know you have mental problems. I'm going to get inside your head. It is wicked. Like, I, it kind of sold me on the match. Yeah, and, and I think that's where some people were like, the people who are critical, a lot of people wanted Kenny and Will Ospreay Part 3. I get it. Um, but that Part 2 just happened. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, Tiger Driver 98 takes a little while to get up. <laughs> right, exactly. And and not only that, like, Will Ospreay's a New Japan wrestler. Like, the, New Japan might be like, mm, no, we want that to be on our show. Didn't <laughs> the know? G1 just finish? Was was, was, am I crazy, or was Will Ospreay just in the G1? Yeah, he he lost. Jesus in, Christ. He Who lost won it? Either, uh, Tetsuya Naito won it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, kind of a, a guy, sort of like a, let me say the equivalent of like WWE or AEW. John Moxley. <laughs> no, no, because John Moxley's still kind of top tier. Naito's kind of a guy who was like top tier a couple of years ago, and it feels like he's dropped a rung. Okay. Um, and, and then he wins. You know, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was not not something I saw coming. But uh, anyways, yeah, it did just end. Um, but a lot of people like wanted Kenny versus. Uh, Osprey, and then a lot of people Again. think that that Jericho won't be able to hang with Osprey, um, which I think is a valid concern in terms of just if they can up with do him. what Moxley did with Jericho when they wrestled in Minneapolis on Dynamite and they slow the pace. Yep, yep. I think it could work. Well, I mean, you know, Jericho I, had wasn't it Bandito that he had a really great match with? Yes, where back? he just like, kept, yeah, and he also had a great match with Ishii, where Ishii just kept chopping him, and right. his left neck almost exploded. Right. Yeah. Um, I I think the match can be excellent. Like, it's not going to be a Will Osprey classic, but it doesn't. No, the one with Kenny Omega, you, the one that they yeah, just it had. It ain't going to be that. That <laughs> like, forbidden. That that is that's goat. Like, you can't go to that level. That right. is like, you. It, that's that's very hard to match. So you just try, you just try to get to some place close to that. And I think they could have a really really good match. Well, my I'll thing just is too that. for like the critics who immediately dog it, like, what if Osprey wanted this match? You know, like, what if Osprey doesn't want to get dropped in his head four times? What let me say this, too. For a, for a, Let me ask you this. Is it dangerous to not have Will Osprey under contract if you're AEW and put him in so many marquee matches? Um, I think only if you think there's a real chance. He like, what if Triple WWE. H just gave him a ton of money? Yeah, yeah exactly. I think that's the only real fear, because I think the New Japan relationship is 
it's gonna be working for a long time. Okay. So, but uh, yeah, I think that match is gonna be fine, um, and I think the story's interesting. I wouldn't say it's a great story, but it's compelling at least. Yeah, the uh, whole thing about Jericho hemming and hawing, it was okay. Um, it, it, where he lost his friends, except for Sammy, who did come out. Sammy still got his back. So, yes. I don't know. Interesting. But. Yeah, I I just liked it. I just liked the fact that Jericho, can kind of, he's in a situation where he doesn't have cronies. He has to kind of do this by himself. Correct. Correct. And that's good. Which I is like sort that. of a first for him in AEW. Like, I don't think that he's ever been without a group. Right. That's true. So. He even said that. He says, I don't join stables. I make them. Correct. Correct. You know? So, uh, we've got Stadium Stampede. We talked about that briefly earlier. It's um, the best friends, the Lucha Brothers, and Eddie Kingston. So, if they do this by football rules, will anybody understand the rules? <laughs> oh, do you think Do you think Messi is going to be on the Blackpool Combat Club scene? No, there's going to be a red card. Oh. Okay, let's pick three British celebrities. Okay, Boris Johnson is going to team up with Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> it's Claudio, Mox, Boris Johnson... Wheeler, Yuta, Messi, and the, one of the Spice Girls, maybe David Beckham. Yeah, well, isn't uh, Spider-Man, isn't Tom <coughs> Holland British? Yes, yes, Tom think, Holland is British. I think Tom Holland is all in. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, so, so like, I mean, I, I, I don't think they'll do anything kind of silly-ish to the point of the cinematic stadium stampede. Um, it'll be more... I think it'll be more in the vein of the second one, where they are in this giant stadium and they just fucking go everywhere. I think so you know? too. Like I think I think they could literally. I mean, I'm not trying to overstate how big that stadium is and how big it's going to look because it's going to be an incredible sight. You could literally have this match on the other side of the venue. Right. Exactly. You know? Like this. This place is massive. Mm-hmm. I think golf carts are a necessity for this match. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like maybe Tyson Fury will show up. I don't know. Oh, Tyson Fury. That's a good one. Or Tyson Kidd. Tyson <laughs> Kidd might show. Or Mike Tyson. <laughs> or Mike Kanellis. <laughs> or Lennox Lewis. Lennox oh Lewis showed up to SummerSlam 92. Oh, man. See, that's where I start chuckling is when the, the COVID comes back. Uh, oh. Well, that's okay, because I don't think the next match is going to give you any chuckles at all. Yeah, um, <laughs> so we've got a four-way for the Women's Championship, and this one's just kind of... The Jamie Hayter injury... like Fucked it all up. Yeah, the Women's mm-hmm. Division is just kind of a mess right now, and there's there's a lot of narrative online about that, and they're trying to right the ship. They're putting some of the women's matches in the They main event in them twice, yeah. and here's the truth. When they when you see that ma- those two women's matches go last, I know a lot of these kind of AEW side fa- the one side with AEW yeah. more than oh, less. See, they main so evented. They, you see, they main evented. Well, yeah, but who did? Yeah, it does it not Hikarchan feel like a main event. J. Yeah, it does not you know, feel like, like a main no one, event at all. Right, like if Hikarshita re- wrestled a returning Thunder Rosa, now we're talking. Right. Now you're talking about a match you can actually hype. People are going to care about. You know, like. The one with Athena and Willow Nightingale, that match mattered sure. because sure. the women cared. The title actually mattered to the person who held it and didn't want to lose it. You weren't sure who was going to win, and it actually felt it actually felt important. Whereas right. with when Akashita won it on the 200 Dynamite, I know Tony Khan will say, "Well, that was a milestone Dynamite, and she that was the only title change and such and such," but. It didn't feel, like you said, it didn't feel significant. And now they're just putting this in here. This is what I always go to when I think of matches going on last being the, quote, main event. 
Um, I don't know if you're old enough. I know we're close to the same age, but did you watch the very first ever Royal Rumble when it aired? No. So the very first Royal Rumble ever, which was won by Hacksaw Jim Duggan, was not a pay-per-view. It was on USA. I remember this because I watched it with my dad. We taped it. And what people don't remember is that the final match on that show was not the Royal Rumble. It was the Islanders versus the Young Stallions. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Stop. Who are the Young Stallions? uh, Paul Roma and uh, uh, Jim Powers. Okay. I totally didn't know that. (laughs) So, like... I, I always remember that even as a kid, I was like, why did this match go on last? And my dad said, because everyone wants to go home. That's what he said. And that stuck with me forever. Like, sometimes <laughs> matches go on last because everyone wants to go home. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because they want to beat the – well, Roddy Parr always said you want to beat the traffic. Exactly. So, <laughs> you like – That was the way he said I it. I think it's a very much a token main event um, that doesn't help dispel the, the, the rumblings that the women's division isn't – uh, prioritized um, mm-hmm. to defend them. They got a lot of injuries, you know. Like Chris Statlander was out forever. When she comes back now, Jamie Hader's out. You know, like I thought Storm and Sheeta had a good one. Um, I don't doubt Sheeta's talents. Sure. Her being a two-time champion is totally fine with me. I thought, you know, she can be a fighting champion. Sure. Tony Storm is kind of doing this like jilted um, Joan um, Joan Crawford type of thing, mm-hmm. uh, where she's, yeah. she's got like the primped up blondish hair and she wants to see the manager yes and like cutting off interviews threw a shoe at tony shivani tony shivani has been has gotten some really close calls like there there was this one random one where miro gets jumped by aaron solo and all of a sudden he just screams shivani (laughs) like out of nowhere on collision like like dude like he he's getting a little too close to some of the some of his interview subjects like correct yeah, I, I think he needs to. I think Tony needs to take a step back and know his role. Yeah, but I think but, um, I think uh, I always talk about how how many critics there are. I think this is a valid criticism. I think the women's division is a total mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and this match shows like I don't care about this at all. Britt Baker, babyface, has no teeth. No, not at all. Like I, this match does nothing for me. Soraya winning does nothing for me. Tony mm-hmm. Storm winning it back doesn't do much for me. I, I actually would have liked it if Sky Blue actually had gotten the spot. Sure, correct. Yeah, 100%. Just for variety. Yep. You know. Um, but, you know. I can actually see Tony winning it back. I, I can too. And, like, I think that might be the best option because I think she's the best workhorse they have. Um, mm-hmm. she, she is fine. But I think Tony Storm's, like, just as good and probably a bigger name. Um, mm-hmm. So Agreed. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there are there are gonna be more to come. There is that one involving. <laughs> are, you, are you? How much? How much oxygen do you have for the coffin match? Jeez. Oh, I mean, so, I mean, you have a lot of oxygen left when you go in a coffin. Right. Exactly. So wait, are there gonna be two or just one? That's a good question. I assume. Oh man, that is a good question. One giant oversized coffin. Or yeah, do they both and, have you and if you get one. put in a coffin and your lid's closed, are you out? And you just have to like sit in your coffin while your teammate like fights. <laughs> like it's work? like a battle royal rule. Did you have to throw both out or just one? Yeah, right. Yeah. Do, do both feet have to touch the coffin? So this is Sting and Darby <laughs> Allen against Swerve Strickland and Fight. I'm fine with it because you got Sting on the card and yeah, Darby it'll be, Allen. It'll be a heck of a match. The only thing I'm not fine with is since Sting's there, I doubt Sting loses, and that means Swerve's gonna lose again. 
Yes, uh, I, I, I am I am shocked that Swerve Strickland was able to make the show to cross uh, cross country lines since he is a convicted murderer in the United States for murdering Nick Wayne at his wrestling yeah. <laughs> his training wrestling yeah, ring. Did you pretty, see this segment? It was so this was, bloody. Like, this was weeks ago. It's not even the blood. It was Nick Wayne's like sleepaway camp victim look on his face where he looked like his head was cut off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looked uh, dead. yeah it's uh i do like the ar fox addition to the swerve team Mm -hmm. Um, he's got the like he's got the mask on like a dead president uh yeah that's cool yeah i think it's Um, cool but again like i said i don't see sting losing and so it just bums me out that swerve's gonna lose a match are you okay with the tna callbacks with their sting Oh yeah, I liked it. Like when okay they cut to it last night and he's kind of going joker it cuts out he's got prince nana like forcibly sitting next to him. Yeah, he's <laughs> calling him Mr. Sting. Yeah, it's Mr. Sting. I think we need Stokely Hathaway in this group. Like, he's not on TV. Like, put him somewhere, you know? Yeah, he's supposedly, like, um, I think he's, like, the GM of Ring of Honor on paper or something like that. I forgot. Really? Yeah, he's doing, like, he's like a he's like a figurehead on Ring of Honor. Oh, okay. Well, I him don't and, watch that at all. So. Him and Jerry Lynn. When Jerry Lynn is not uh, accosting uh, Jungle Boy for winning the FTW yeah, title. Oh, by the and way, hour and ten minutes in, Rob Van Dam showed up in AEW. <laughs> what? <laughs> is Katie Forbes at AEW? <laughs> not that I know of. Aw. <laughs> uh, did, did you see the RVD match? Yeah, it, I thought he looked good. I, and say, I, I th- thought he looked okay. I think he was happy to chirp back at people for saying he was slow and, and didn't have anything left in the tank. Yeah, he, I thought he looked fine. Um, I got no problem with bringing in a guy like that to put over young people. That's totally fine. Do that. They said the the story. I don't. I mean, I can't. I can't confirm it. But the story is that um, the the contract was very very short. So it, and he actually had to get permission from WWE to do it. So because he has a lesbian. Oh really? I think, but don't don't take me for Bible on that. But he might be back. He might be back. You know, he got a nice pop. That yep. rating for that show got a good pop. Yep. It was pretty much the featured segment going coming out of that Dynamite. I think that was the 200th one or maybe, like, the 199 where it was like, yeah, Rob Van Dam's back, and it got a lot of hits on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a popular act, man. He might not want to get the WWE too upset with WWE, with WrestleMania going to Philadelphia. Like, he seems like a perfect Hall of Fame addition. So what ECW legend is next for Jack Perry before he tries to retire the FDW? I mean, it's got to be Mikey Whipwreck. (laughs) 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 Sal Belomo. I'm trying to now. Now I'm just trying to think of random. I mean, Tajiri would be pretty cool if Tajiri's still still kicking around somewhere, right? Well, we saw this where Chris Jericho, like MJF, was trying to look for all of his, like, past opponents. Like, why don't we have that with uh, Jack Perry, where he, like, he, oh, I'm going to get rid of this FTW title, and Taz starts bringing out the N- the ECW mutants. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure Rhino could come out for a match. Like, you got, like, Rhino, you got... Uh, Carino works for WWE, correct? I think Steve yeah, Carino. Right. And you know I don't want to see Steve Carino. You know what would be funny? If he, if, he has to wrestle the, if he has to wrestle Nick Gage, and Nick Gage goes to CM Punk, and he goes, hey, can I use some glass on Jungle Boy? And CM Punk goes, yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Jungle Boy's got his fist like that. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know what the end game of the... Uh, of the Jungle Boy FTW title thing is, I would have to assume it's Hook getting it back. Yeah, which could but, be it all in. I mean, that could be a match that's kind of penciled in here. Um, right. So it's pop. Yeah. You know, all out even. Yeah, possibly. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the all-in card is pretty fleshed out. I don't think they need to add any to it. I like, think it's like matches or yeah, nothing. I think sometimes they're tempted to put both women's titles on, but like, save Statlander for all out. Like, you know, like some people were thinking they were expanding the card because they gave an earlier doors open time. But let me tell you something: they gave that doors open time because they don't want to stampede of people going right, into the and like eighty thousand people <laughs> get those doors open early, boys. Because isn't it similar to a soccer stadium where you're just running to get to the bleachers or something like that? No, or am I'm not I sure? Totally wrong? I'm not sure, but it looks like they it must goes... have assigned seats at Wembley. Yeah, it looks like it goes straight up, doesn't it? <laughs> like it's the well, charts. the Superdome's like that. It just looks. It doesn't seem that far away when you look at whatever you're watching whether it be football or wrestling or whatever but like there's a lot of people in there yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. it's because there's not a lot of sp- like new orleans is a small city so they didn't really have that much space to put the dome in it um and I, these college stadiums like michigan's and ohio states and lsu same way yeah you yeah. know they just go up they, so, like literally like if you fall you fall like four yeah. rows down yeah, you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> um i just had a random thought so What's what that? if the okay go back to stadium stampede? What if the black uh, the Blackpool Combat Club's teammates are the Dark Order? Mm. Because because Evil Uno has bled with them. Yes, that would make That's sense. That's true, right? Yes, and they just had a brawl at the Ring of Honor show where they used of all the most violent instruments ever, Legos. Oh. They Man. did a spot where someone got choke slammed on Legos. That would actually really, really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it was Evil Uno, um, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds against um, uh, the Righteous. Yeah. So it it was actually pretty violent. I liked it. Um, yeah, blood involved. Yeah, you might have that might me. work because that's three guys. You know, like yeah. I what was the one I said? Which uh, House of Black? Yeah. But it, but I'm thinking is House of Black is going to wind up wrestling the acclaimed and of uh, returning Billy Gunn. I think so too because they're they're you know? they're really selling that they're sad that Billy's gone. And then the yeah. House of Black but wiped them out last night on Dynamite. So. really weird because now it feels like a release valve. Oh, whatever we couldn't fit in all in, let's put it at all. Correct. Excuse me, at all out. Correct. Like you know? excess. Yeah, that's tough. So yes. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, when our when we do our next episode, it'll be the week in between all in and all out. So we'll kind of have like a yeah, all all results, in will be over. You know, right, results slash preview. So any new champions when we get to all out? <clears throat> I don't think MJF's gonna lose. We both said we think FTR retains. Mm-hmm. <sighs> not defending. I think Orange Cassidy versus Moxley will be an all out match coming out of the stadium stampede. Yeah, they're t- you're you're right. I didn't like even bring that up. They're teasing that, that a lot. Yeah. Yes. Um, um maybe I think Claudio might drop the Ring of Honor belt somewhere. Yeah, maybe the women's maybe Sheeta doesn't escape all in. Um but that's that's probably the only one I could see to changing hands is the women's title. Okay. So Okay. All right. All right. Um so we've got questions, but Andrew, there's something I've been oh, I have not been telling you about this in text because I wanted to do it on air with you. Oh wow. Okay, so there's this game that I play. It's super fun. It's baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. And Andrew, I want to put your basketball knowledge to the test. Okay. I think you'll I think you'll crush this. Are you familiar okay. with the Immaculate Grid? Yes. Adam okay. Murray just introduced me to it. Okay. Let's do today's Immaculate Grid. So you got one in your hand right now and you I have to guess it. Correct. Okay. Okay. So here's the grid. Uh we are looking for someone who played for the Wizards and the Knicks. Jared Jeffries. All right, Jeffries. Jared Jeffries, correct. 4% of people guessed that one, Andrew. 
Is I, that good or bad? That's good. That means you got somebody obscure. <laughs> All right. I'm the master of the obscure. <laughs> uh, dude, I think you're going to get nine straight on this. So it's it's a it's a grid of nine. If you get one wrong, you lose a turn. So you have to get them okay. all right to fill the grid. All right. <laughs> Do you want to stay with the Wizards or stay with the Knicks? Whatever you want. All right, let's stay with the Wizards and go with someone who played for the Wizards and the Bucks. Ooh. Wizards and the Bucks. Yeah, that's and so it could be bullets too, obviously, with the Wizards. Yeah, true. Hmm. How how long do I have? Is there a time limit? No, tw- twenty four hours <laughs> before they before they release a new one. I I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, man. Um, Marcin Gortat. Oh, okay, Marcin Gortat. Oh, incorrect. Okay, damn it. Let's move to the next one. Okay, someone who played for the Wizards that was on the an All NBA team. Um, well, the, Michael Jordan. Now, is it? Is I think it, it they, had to be with, as a Wizard. Gilbert Arenas. Okay. Gilbert Arenas, correct. Okay. Let's move down. Oh, I actually know this one. Uh, Detroit okay. Pistons and the Knicks. The first one that comes to mind for me is Allen Houston. Um. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. I, we got to think obscure, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I like, just like I go for anybody. So you said Nixon. You said Nixon Pistons. Yes. Yes. Um, now I'm just now I'm just thinking of like. Pablo Prigioni. <laughs> <laughs> well, I put Alan Houston in, so let's move on. Pittens and the Bucks. Hmm. Let me think. Yeah. So how yeah. Does, it, does your brain go to current teams or do you use your brain? It go goes. Like... It goes earlier to late. It goes. It goes current to later. Yeah. See, like current my brain, to older. My brain scans current team and then it immediately goes to like the 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> And wait, what were the two teams again? Pistons, Bucks. Pistons and the Bucks. So a player who played for the Pistons and for the Bucks. Yeah. Um. Oh, I, have, I have a. Brandon Jennings. Yep. Okay. I was thinking of uh, Chris Middleton too. Yes. Yep. In the like the worst trade of all time. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then a Piston who was All NBA. I mean, there's a few there. We go Isaiah Thomas, I guess. Yeah, but you need you need to go with a really weird one. So let me go with. Dave Bing. Dave Bing. Okay, here we go. He's actually an NBA 75 guy. 3%. All right. <laughs> All right, bottom bottom row is the Oklahoma City Thunder, so slash Seattle Supersonics. So Sonics down here. Okay, yeah, Sonics, Thunder, and the Knicks. Xavier McDaniel. Oh, oh the X-Man. He was in the movie Singles, remember? He was in that wet dream. Yeah, the X-Man. 4% <laughs> again, Andrew. Look at you. Jeez. <laughs> All right, Thunder Bucks. Look at, my, look at my Skype thing. Look at my Skype avatar. That's Xavier McDaniel. Yes, it is. Going head-to-head with head Michael to Jordan. With Michael Jordan. That was, the reason why I love it is it's the only, one of the only times you'll ever see Michael Jordan on camera say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. Is that, is that X-Man pissed him off so much, he actually said that in Game 7 of playoff team. That's and guess wild. what? And guess what? The ref didn't throw him out. Yeah, of course <laughs> not. Of course not. Uh, okay, Thunder and the Bucks, or Sonics and the Bucks. Ooh. Okay, Sonic's room. Oh, I could think oh, of well. one. Mm-hmm. It's, you a, go ahead. it's a it's a it's a non obscure one though. I'm pretty sure okay. Ray Allen played, uh, played for both. Correct? Ray Allen was a Sonic, uh, wasn't he? Yes, he was traded. He was traded there for Sam Cassell. You oh, could also okay. go with Sam Cassell. Let's go with Sam Cassell then. Oh, I sp- oh, I put the wrong. Mm. Okay. 
Oh, you put you put so like you, Sam Sam Clancy or so some you shit. So you put the name in, and it brings up like a grid. And I actually typed. Him, <laughs> I submitted the I name. I promise Sam Cassell would have been ten percent. Yeah. Uh, okay, so a Thunder that was an All NBA player. Um, I mean, or a Can, Sonic. The Sonics. The Sonic count. Yeah. Dennis Johnson. Dennis Johnson. Okay. He was actually league MVP as a Sonic. Got it. We got it. All right. We're killing this, huh? Yeah. So we got we got seven out of nine. And then you can go down and see like what we missed. So like here's here's some Wizards and Bucks that played together. Uh, Karan Butler. Mm, okay. Yes. Jared Dudley. Oh, we missed Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley played for everyone. That's like Jimmy yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Like I could just randomly put Jimmy Jackson in every answer and get five out of nine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Earl Boykins, five foot five out of Eastern. Yeah, Michigan. the shorty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of shorty Michigan. G. That was like the only time Eastern like ever made the tournament was when Earl Boykins was there. Yeah, well, Monty Bates almost got him there. Remember, or was that right. Western Michigan? Am I uh, totally no, that's wrong? Eastern. No, you're right. It was Eastern. Okay, yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brandon Jennings. Oh, Brandon Jennings would have worked for the Wizards and the Bucks as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I knew you'd do good yeah. at that, Andrew. I wanted to play. He plays. He plays everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Murray introduces us. I think I found a game you'll like. Yeah. I was like, don't do that to me. <laughs> every day, every day it refreshes. You might also. I was like, like I was like Jeremy Renner. I was like Hawkeye in that movie where I said, "Don't give me hope." <laughs> <laughs> you might also like the Daily Dozen too. Okay, I'll give him a shot. Let me see if I can find the Daily Dozen. Daily Dozen trivia. That brings this is an AEW podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it brings up a donut shot do, near me. Why don't we do AEW wrestlers who wrestled at TNA? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need a grid like that, you know? All right. I can't find a dozen, but... Anyways, let's talk about some questions. All right, let's go back. All right, Andrew. Uh, is it time for the Chris Jericho-led society's circles and stables to come to an end and for Chris Jericho to stand alone as he closes out his career? I think I said it already, but yes. I think it's time for Chris Jericho not to go off into the sunset, but be like, this is like, this is my last run. This is it. I agree. And he needs to start putting some people over. Yeah. Lay, lay it down. <laughs> I mean, I really do start, think like, that's the all way. In it. That's the way. If you're going out. Actually, you know what? Let me do some wild speculation. Let's rewind for a second. Because we talked about um, uh, All Out is Luchasaurus and Darby Allen. But the whole story there is that the TNT champion is, quote, Christian Cage. And yes. Have you heard that Edge uh, has made it known that his match with Sheamus is his last match that he's under contract for? Yes, he actually just revealed that in an article I mean, or an do, interview. Do we wildly speculate, is Corner all elite? <laughs> I'll say this. There was a really funny one where Christian Cage was watching Darby Allen get beat down by Luchasaurus from a monitor, and it looked like a 70s porno the way he was lit. <laughs> like, he's got that turtleneck, and he, like, I just love how throwback it is. Yeah. Like, the funniest thing, too, this was a long time ago, but when he, uh, when Punk brought out the belt, uh, the Real World's Championship belt, um, Christian goes, who would be vain enough to hold a belt that they, <laughs> that they didn't don't even, even win? Christian Cage is the best heel in the company right now. He's like, great. Yeah. He is great. Like, yeah. Where he, he his daughter wanted to hold the belt, and he's like, no. You have to earn the belt. <laughs> you can't the hold the belt thing. you didn't win. And and you know why you know why Christian Cage works, Jordan? Because when he's done in his promo, the entire building hates him. Right, correct. That's what appeal's supposed to do. So, 
I think Edge is a WWE lifer, but percentage, I don't think he's going to AEW. percentage chance. Do you think it's like three percent chance that he would ten ten percent? Let me tell you something. In twenty nineteen, it was seventy five percent. I agree. Yeah, I think he's gonna go. I think I think that the window's passed, but it's it's exciting to have it something to talk about as fans, you know. Yeah, I think Edge is finishing up. I do. I think he's finishing up. Correct. Um, okay, so yeah, I think we both agree Jericho needs to go out as a solo run here. Uh, which fan reaction made you laugh more? The OMG Taker Lost guy, the Angry Miz Kid, or the Crying Darby Allen Meemaw? Did you see this one? Yeah. It was on Rampage. Yeah. There was this old lady who looks like someone who's in the church group. And she's got the Darby Allen face paint, and she just starts bawling. Yes. <laughs> like, so weird. Like, where did this person come from? So weird. I don't even know what town that was. Um, uh, oh, my God, take a lost guy. Is oh, like yeah, that time. guy is like, I mean, that's 10 years ago at this point. Perfectly timed, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's such a great meme response. To I bet you Angry Miz Kid is now a Miz fan. Probably. If she still yeah. watches wrestling. No. Yeah. <laughs> I highly doubt she watches wrestling. I think she like that all day because her dad made her go to the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was taped when she got there. That was, that was the like, look on my face. JoJo Siwa. That was, <laughs> that was the look on my face when I was on SmackDown and I noticed Dom Dom wasn't coming. And I'm legitimately serious. I was very disappointed I did not see Dom <laughs> To the point that we went to my friend's apartment. I'm like, we need to get my fix of Dom Dom. Let's watch NXT. Because <laughs> he's uh, all over it now. Correct. Uh, staying with him because he's a heel. Have you ever had a time where a heel was supposed to justify his actions for doing an act the previous week, and when he or she explains it, you thought, that actually is pretty justified. <laughs> <laughs> like, because how many times have we seen these promo things where it's like, this person is going to show up to justify his actions, to explain his actions. Right. And sometimes I, sometimes I wonder when they do their explanation, I think to myself, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm with you, dude. Uh, when Mick Foley um, did the turn on Steve Austin, when they were chanting his name, when he was getting this kid out of sure. him. Um, uh, 1998. Very recent, like not AEW, but I I kind of read a Twitter thread that basically says Roman Reigns is right about everything <laughs> in the bloodline. <laughs> like they're all leaving him, they're turning on him, like, and he was right in everything he said about all of them. I'm like, huh, yeah, interesting. You know, I know. I know, me and my therapist talk about that all the time. It's called speaking bad things into existence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, here's something you should do next time you leave therapy. Have you ever wanted to do a dance routine on the last day of your job like Danny Garcia did when he left the That was so good, dude. (laughs) He quits Jericho Appreciation Society and dances out of the ring. The best one, too, is when Shibata put him in the saber and he he fades away and he dances at the yeah, it's oh, funny. Gosh, it's so he's good. he's a sports entertainer. I yeah. know he's not in the Jericho Appreciation Society, but he's still a, he's. I think he's found a decent groove. You know, not just the dance, but I, like. I, yeah, I, I think I sent you the tweet of him where he's he's in the ring with like Jack Perry's there and a couple guys, and he puts his hand up. They're like, "What are we putting our hands up for?" He goes, "The bloodline." <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at Jack Perry. He goes, "You're a bad guy. You could do this stuff too." <laughs> yeah. The the. I mean the. I thought the walkout segment with the JAS was actually well done. I thought so too. Yeah, I thought it was cool. You know, Except you know, for uh, even even Time Mel. I mean, look, shout out to Time Mel. She's pregnant. Yeah. she's visibly pregnant, and yeah. she's in the ring cutting promos. I don't know why I never realized her accent was so thick. Yeah, I don't. Know. 
No, I think she is she Brazilian. Yeah, something. I don't know. Something. But um, but yeah, like Sammy, I I kind of like where they're going with Sammy now. They're giving Sammy edge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not Adam Copeland edge. Like yeah, they're giving him eddiness, like where it's like you can't just step all over him. And and so when he goes to the ring, he's not just like a goody two shoes baby face guy. He's like he's got a mean streak. And then when you go into the ring, like Guevara, Guevara could seriously screw you up because he is such a good wrestler. Correct. Like if you slip on a banana peel, Guevara's gonna beat you. Correct. All right, I'm gonna skip ahead a couple questions because I'm sure. trying not to die here. Mm. <laughs> uh, CM Punk's main squeeze AJ Mendez reappears as pro wrestling character in the second season of Stars Program Heels. Would you like to see AJ in AEW ring and make a real comeback? As a wrestler, no. As a character, yes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think she'd be fun. Um, I think she was a really good character. Put her on collision. Yep. I think she was a good wrestler, but not. She wasn't like blow away. Like, oh yeah, she got a. But she. What was do a you good think character. of that Stephen? What do you think about that Stephen Amell stuff? Uh, where he crossed the picket line. Yeah, and then uh, he had to really try and do an about face and like take some uh, photo ops where he was with them again. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one where you, yeah. yeah. Like this is, it's not necessarily like a right way or a wrong way about the the writer and actor strike. It's just a case of like, yeah. Don't say too much. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um. Do you consider a bad sign that Jack Perry had to use Beethoven's Fifth Symphony as his new entrance theme because Tony Khan may have spent all of AEW's music licensing money to use the final countdown for Forbidden Door 2? So the rumor is that it costs into the millions to use your it's final insane. countdown. Same. That's the rumor. Well, because, I mean, he spent the money on um, whatever RV is at Pantera? Yes. The RVD uh, song. Eat, sleep, war, however yeah. it goes. I mean, it was a great choice. Yeah. You know, it got a big pop. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, like, I don't know if we've seen, I mean, Elton John is still doing the Saturday Night's All Right for Fight um, thing for Collision, but uh, I mean, he'll still license some songs. I, You know, maybe they could just have an all, maybe they can have the, uh, I was watching the Wham! documentary on Netflix, maybe they could just have all George Michael for All In. All I'm saying is maybe saving up money for that Metalingus. Don't you know it's Christmas time at all? <laughs> Oh, let me tell you, if they like if they play Chumbawamba, the whole crowd will go nuts. Oh yeah. Or oh, Sweet I Caroline. No, stop. But I get up again. <laughs> how did Sweet Caroline become like an English anthem? Like how did Savage Gardens truly madly deeply become an English anthem? These are American bands. Right? And musicians. And they're not even stop great stealing songs. Shit. Like and if you're going to steal from us, steal some good stuff. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah, yeah well, you gotta steal Richard Marx. He's 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 a great one, right? You know. Uh, so here's a question, Andrew, that sorta has been answered. Uh, how soon will we have an Alabama boat brawl in professional wrestling? Oh, uh, very soon. So apparently, I saw this on Twitter. Uh, it's the, wild. The New Day came back to WWE, and Xavier Woods had a steel chair, but he painted it white to look like that from the <laughs> from the brawl. So yeah. Um, I do have sad news as a postscript. It looks like Biggie's gonna have to retire. Yeah, I've heard that too. That's, that sucks. That's, that's really bad. I mean, he's just a young. freak accident. Yeah. I know people are picking on Rich Holland because there was another accidental injury involving it, but like, it's it's just a freak accident. You know, yep. it sucks. Like Darren Drozdrov just passed away, and I, I mean, one slip up and you're done. Yep. You know, it happens. But back to this thing. Corporal Kirchner. 
dead. They are going to have an Alabama boat brawl uh, at some point. Oh, yeah. The only thing that worries me is that clearly... Now, listen, we're all grown-ups now. We can laugh at these things now, but it clearly has racial undertones if you watch that video. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not, that, I'm not going any further than that. Yeah. But I'm going to say. Having said that, the next Jericho Cruise is what it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. Remember, the capital... NXT is taking all these... Uh, ECW uh, pay-per-view names. Did yeah, you see like, this? Yeah, I saw like in the, in the they, ones too. Like basically, they take Capital March and they have it on January sixth of twenty twenty-five. <laughs> oh my god! Judge Jeff Jones will come out. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. To, wait, what was that thing that Mo said? <laughs> that idiot said he was like, "Time to kick us, taking names and kick ass." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have Mo Brooks be the MC for NXT. Apple <laughs> Carnage. Oh my oh. gosh! Uh, rumor. Now I'm just rampant speculating. I heard a rumor that half of NXT staff is queuing on. Uh, yeah. I know Dragon Lee started getting in on the act there, but <laughs> <laughs> that's why Roosh signed. He's like, eh, I don't know about this, guys. I'm staying eighty. <laughs> Uh, see, see, and Punk probably put some glass on the ground and says, <laughs> "You need to get woke or get choke slammed." Through this. <laughs> get woke or get choke slammed. Uh, Andrew, if, <laughs> I love this question. If Alex Marvez had a detective show, how many times would he be able to solve the mystery by the end of the show? And is it less than one? <laughs> Okay, Alex Marvez tries to play detective. There was this one unintentionally funny moment involving Jack Perry being in his limousine. He says, I know that Jack Perry's in the limousine, but he won't come out. Time to knock. <laughs> <laughs> it had busting out laughing. I don't know if this is, like, on purpose to make it comical or just Marvez is so wooden. I, I, I don't know, but it's funny. <laughs> so. It is. It is. Like, he's also spying on uh, Don Callis and... Uh, Chris Jericho, when they are clearly openly eating <laughs> at a restaurant. <laughs> it reminds me of that joke that one of the Dallas Reporter News said about SMU um, when they uh, got the death penalty, about whether how you could see we're committing like uh, infractions. It's like, you could investigate SMU on a bicycle. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I don't think Alex Marvez is solving clues like Columbo here. Oh, you know? no. he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's not breaking any cases. So, Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that we'll end it. We've got a couple questions we'll put in the bank because we're going to be back in a couple weeks after All In, before All Out. And uh, we're going to see if we can get Boris Johnson to, to get those. Yes, as Boris Johnson always says, and my axe. Oh, shit, that's one of the great. Yeah.